Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Hello and welcome, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Streaming to you live on social media at BillyFMDFF Show. And of course, always subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Check us out after the show on your favorite pod streaming app because everybody's traveling so much over the weekend. It's a great time to check out the MD's Fantasy Football Show on iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to go. Tonight, we got the MD's DFS contest, so I'll have some free giveaways for the winner, like the Easy Sports betting data to those you can beat, Chris and or I, along with your name becoming eligible for the championship football prize at championshipfootballs.com, which this week is the last week for November. So next week, we will be announcing the November giveaway. Always a very exciting time. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dowhauer. Chris, how was your Thanksgiving? Wasn't too bad. Um, had a little bit of tire issues, but other than that, I tried to enjoy watching football the best that I could. Um, it was kind of hard for some of those games. I don't know how you felt, but that Lions Bears game kind of wants you to put almost put you to sleep besides the turkey, and then <laughs> kind of ended at the nightcap with that Atlanta. Uh, um, sorry, not Atlanta, Buffalo and New Orleans game, which was just uh, it was not a good dessert. Let's just say it that way. Yeah, no doubt. It started off real slow, but at least it was close. At least it was a competitive game. The Raiders-Dallas game was the perfect dinner game because that, that was a great matchup. That got you through dinner. And hopefully you were by you were asleep by the night game anyway from all the turkey because you didn't miss anything if you did. FYI, Buffalo took care of business. So what Chris and I will do, we'll go through our DraftKings lineup cards, and hopefully we'll be able to give you guys some advice on players that we're looking at to be able to help you guys win some money. I mean, it is Black Friday. Everybody just went out to the stores. He spent all this money getting shopping for Christmas. Well, let's try to win some of that money back. We'll have Chaz Florida on the second half of the show to talk about our lock bets of the week to help with that as well. And all you got to do to sign up for the contest, it's completely free. It is on the comments on our social media platforms at BillyFMDFF Show, the link that is. All you got to do is click it, sign up for it completely free, and you will be able to potentially win. And the Easy Sports betting data, by the way, what it allows you to do is bet eight different ways on every single game. So just click it. It's in the comments. Check it out below. But Chris, let's kick things off to you and get started with your DraftKings lineup card tonight. 
Yeah, so I'm going to start off with the quarterback position with Mr. Matthew Stafford. Uh, the Rams are taking on the Packers this weekend. I'm excited by the matchup. I think Stafford has two bad games in a row that he's kind of going to bounce back from. You give McVay a nice, you know, little bye week there to kind of prepare for this team in Green Bay. <clears throat> I'm not a big believer in Green Bay's defense overall. I know that they've been pretty good as of late. I think that's more of a reflection of the teams that they played and their struggles versus actually Green Bay's defense being good. So Matthew Stafford's with my quarterback, $7,100. One of the guys, a little more expensive guys, but one of the guys that I think is money in the bank this weekend. I almost had him in my lineup. I thought about it a lot, too. He is the one quarterback who I'm willing to pay up for this week. Not really willing to pay up for the other ones. Now, the big thing issue that he had going into the bye week, because he was underperforming, right? He had a back issue. That is one thing we have to watch when it comes to Matthew Stafford. When his back goes, his throws become high. He tries to labor. But hopefully with the bye week coming when it did, He'll be back, and he'll be back to being right as rain. And you know the Rams have got to be chomping at the bit to get back on track offensively, especially Sean McVay in a game against the Packers where, yes, the Rams still need to leapfrog the Cardinals, but a win against the Packers here could go a long way down the stretch for possibly winding up with that number one seed if they do get to leap the Cardinals. Absolutely. And you also look at Matthew Stafford as a quarterback, you know, there was jokes earlier about Aaron Rodgers kind of being owning the Bears and owning different teams out there in that division. Matthew Stafford's been quite good against the Green Bay Packers, and some of his better teams have been against the Packers historically. I'll also add Kevin King is expected to be doubtful, will probably be out this game too. So the Packers will be down yet another corner in that secondary for Stafford to take advantage of. So the running back position, usually, you know, I kind of a variety of guys I try where it's going to be, you know, different guys like their value or some, sometimes I go with the star guy, but rarely. This time I'm going with straight star guy. Christian McCaffrey, I'm paying up for $9,000. I love, love, love the matchup versus the Miami Dolphins who have struggled against the running back position this entire season. I think Cam Newton's not going to hurt Christian McCaffrey. Maybe he's still one of my touchdowns, but I think I'm going to get plenty of volume opportunity throughout that game. I expect Christian McCaffrey to have a huge game, and I'm willing to pay the 9000 for him to be in my lineup this week. Yeah, he's also in my lineup, too, and I just kind of fall by that role. You need CMC in there if he is, in fact, healthy. And I'll say this. Last week, he still didn't quite play the number of snaps I was expecting him to, and he didn't have the huge DFS performance that you would typically look for, but it was still very solid, and I still think we saw a floor out of Christian McCaffrey. And keep in mind here, too, that was the first game with Cam Newton. I think things will only get better as they get more continuity within that offense with Cam at the quarterback position. I think this team is going to be trending in the right direction, even though they didn't get things done against Washington last week. They got a good chance here against Miami this week. Chris McCaffrey will be a big part of that. It's a, it is a great matchup here, especially for running backs catching the ball. That's the big weakness for the Miami Dolphins, the running backs receiving the ball out of the backfield. We know McCaffrey will do that. So, yeah, I think he is definitely, you pay up for him at $9,000. I do expect 27 full-point PPR fantasy points out of him. Yeah, one of the more reliable guys with one of the better matchups this week to definitely throw in your lineups. Um, So one of the better values I found this week is Miles Sanders, the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Giants. I, while there's been, you know, Jason Garrett's fired offensive coordinator does not improve the Giants defense at all. I'm not a big believer in the Giants defense. I know they had a couple of good games with two or three games stretch where they were being playing decent. Once again, similar to Green Bay situation, I should be more to the teams as they were playing and their struggles offensively than the Giants defense suddenly being good. They struggle versus the run since Blake Martinez has been injured. And is it something you definitely can attack? Jordan Howard will not be playing this week. I know there's a lot of talk about Boston Scott and how he's historically done so well versus the Giants. I don't care. I think the coaches don't care because I think Miles Sanders obviously was the man last week when Jordan Howard went out. 
Miles Sanders got 24 carries, 97 yards. That was not Boston Scott show. I don't expect that to change this week. I will say this, though. I, I like the play here with Miles Sanders because a lot of people, DFS-wise, are not going to be looking at Miles Sanders, the guy that you play, especially in a tournament setting, as the guy to take, off, take the top off. But the Eagles have committed to the run game. It is a nice matchup here. But what I will say, though, is I'm kind of curious if Howard hadn't gotten hurt in that game, if Miles Sanders would have returned or maybe he would have only gotten a few carries. Remember, he fumbled, and they benched him for a little while throughout that game. He didn't come back in until Jordan Howard got injured. Now, I'm not saying that's going to carry on into this game as far as him not starting or anything like that, but I will keep my eye on If he fumbles again in this game, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just the Boston Scott-Kenneth Gainwell show. So I do think you're going boom or bust here, but let's say he doesn't for a split second. You have a team that's willing to commit to the run in a very nice matchup. We know Sanders can do a little bit of everything. I like the play there, especially considering the price tag in this instance. Yeah, $5,100. I think you got a chance for a guy. Very few times can you get a running back who's going to get probably 20 touches at least um, and be able to pay that much money for him. So for me, that's where you're looking for the value. I like the upside. I, I agree with you. There's a little bit of risk in the sense that he has kind of, you know, has the fumble last week. It hasn't been a huge issue as of late. Um, has been something historically he's kind of battled here or there. Wasn't heavily involved in the passing game, so I can understand some concerns about that. But I also think this Eagles offense is going to be able to dominate this, this line. I think Miles Sanders showed you that while he had the fumble, he was still more explosive player and looked really good out there. So I think overall, I, him and Jordan Howard might have split the time, but I'm not worried about Boston Scott stealing his touches. Don't disagree. Um, so the receiver position – this guy's been kind of, you know, much maligned as of late, but I just love the price tag and I like the matchup. And I'm going with Mike Williams for $5,700. Uh, I think Mike Williams is going to have a nice bounce back game for the Chargers. I know Keenan Allen's been kind of on his hot stretches of late. Um, Mike Williams has kind of been reliant on the big player touchdown here or there. But I think there's something that kind of changed a little bit last week that I liked. I saw him learn a couple, a few more closer routes to the line of scrimmage, get a little bit more involved. I thought they continue. I mean, even Keenan Allen came out this past week and said their offense is best when Mike Williams was heavily involved in our offense. So I think there's a lot of, you know, attention being played to Mike Williams kind of being utilized better. I think the Chargers have an opportunity to put up some points in this game. So I like Mike Williams $5,700. Yeah, I definitely don't mind it from a DFS tournament standpoint. This is a guy who is a big play guy. And maybe last week can be the turning of the key point where he gets back to where he was in the beginning of the season when he was just lighting up the scoreboard. You definitely can take that chance there at the $5,700 mark. Denver is about in the middle of the road when it comes to the wide receivers in giving up points. I think the big, the big my thing, though, is that I just wasn't impressed by last week. He had four catches for 44 yards for the majority of that game. Really, what made his stat line look good was that game-winning bomb touchdown at the end there. But that's what Mike Williams could do for you from a DFS standpoint. So not a bad price tag here. Might be a little steep for a guy that has such a low floor, in my opinion. But if he goes off, he'll probably go off for 100 yards and two touchdowns. So I like the issue there. Yeah, and I also like the matchup. I know Denver is statistically decent versus the receiver position this year. But if you look at some of the where they kind of attributed some of those stats, they were early on versus like the Jets and Houston and teams like that. But Jacksonville, who really struggled to score in general. So when they face actually good receivers, they haven't been like lights out by a stretch of the means. Um, another receiver who's a guy who I think is up and coming number one receiver and will be definitely for this week, and it's Michael Pittman versus Tampa Bay. I love the matchup. Tampa Bay, I know they're getting healthier in the quarterback position, but I don't expect that that's going to affect Pittman in any kind of way. He is the alpha in this passing game for the Colts. They're going to have to score points in this game. It will be at home. I expect Pittman to be heavily involved in $600. I love the price tag. 
And like I said, I think this guy is ascending number one receiver for this offense. And right now is definitely the number one receiver that they have. I'm going to preface this by saying I also have Michael Pittman in my lineup too. But I do think it's a little bit interesting that since T.Y. Hilton has returned, any game in which he's been able to play all four quarters, and that's, I believe, three at this point so far this season, he has either had just as many targets as Michael Pittman or one, or one less. In those games, Michael Pittman has not been a very good fantasy factor, let alone you know a DFS tournament factor. So I do think that part is interesting, but maybe more so from a season-long standpoint. You look at this well, game against you look at this game against Tampa Bay, it's still a great matchup. You can take advantage of a secondary. And there should be, I think this game has sneaky shootout potential. There should be points scored aplenty in this one. Michael Pittman is still the number one wide receiver. And the big caveat is going to be, I don't believe Jonathan Taylor goes off for five touchdowns on Tampa Bay with Vita Vey back like he did against Buffalo. So the opportunities for the pass game are going to have to be there because I do believe they're going to have to lean on Carson Wentz and these wide receivers a bit more than they have probably for the past couple of weeks, not just last week in general when he had his big game. So I love Michael Pittman, especially at the price tag there. So I'm with you on that one. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, when you talked about T.Y. Hilton coming back and kind of how this has affected Pittman, I also kind of look at some of the games as an outside outlier what kind of went down as well. And as you're kind of pointing out, Jonathan Taylor was going you know, crazy, and a lot of part of that offense was being, basically blowing these teams out. So there wasn't a whole lot of need for the volume in the passing game. Therefore, Michael Pittman really wasn't getting targeted like he kind of hoped he would. Um, I think it's more of a result of the you know, Colts just being, being the crap out of teams, basically, versus um, being, especially with Jonathan Taylor, versus Pittman not going to be, you know, not playing well versus, with Hilton. I think this offense, as you pointed out, is going to need to be able to score points this week, and it's not going to be able to run down Tampa Bay's throat, I wouldn't imagine. So I think that Pittman's going to be very important for them to be able to move the ball consistently. My other receiver, a guy, guy I think is going to be back on track this week. Um, I also think that, you know, We've kind of had up and down roll close with him, but I think with Tyrod Taylor back at the quarterback position and, you know, this Jets defensive line that doesn't really scare anybody in secondary is scaring anybody. I'm excited about Brandon Cooks' opportunity to have a big game, $5,800, um, a team that, you know, the Colts are – not the – sorry, the Colts. The Jets are on a historically bad run in the last four games, how many yards they've given up. A lot of people were focused on Get how the most in the NFL. Yeah. Yes, by far, like historically bad, like historically bad over the last four weeks. Um, and it's a team that, you know, early on was kind of getting credit for being decent against the pass because teams are running them, you know, so much down the throat, running the ball. You see that you can attack this team anyway, however you want to. And for the Texans to actually blow out anybody, therefore, I think Brandon Cook is going to be involved a lot in this offense. But he'll have a chance to actually get down the field versus, you know, recent games where he's kind of been regulated to be, you know, five to ten yards from the line of scrimmage because they just can't protect the Jets don't have a pass rush. Tyrod Taylor should have a decent game. I thought that, you know, Brandon Cooks is going to be a big beneficiary this weekend. So the matchup is there. The price tag is there. I don't question the talent of the player or the overall volume that he generally sees. My issue is game script. Houston has shown this year that if they are in a situation in which they can actually be leading the game or be within a possession of the game, they will run that ball before they will ever throw it, especially with Tyrod Taylor. And as a result, we've seen Brandon Cooks lose out on some of that volume that he was getting earlier on. He hasn't been going down the field. Last week, I know that you know it was a bit disappointing because of the matchup with Tennessee, but we had to take into consideration the weather of that game. So I get that part of it. But as far as the game script of that game, 
or the, the play calling, I should say, for Houston in that type of a game script, which could be very similar against the New York Jets in this one. That's the one thing I'd be very worried about. Now, on one hand, I like it because no one's going to be on Brandon Cooks in a tournament play because no one's going to believe that he's actually going to go off or have that top 10 potential, which is what you're generally looking for for wide receiver, especially in this price range. So he's going to be a contrarian play in that sense, where, in fact, if he does go off, you're going to, you're going to be one of the few who has that. But on the flip side of it, I think he has a very low floor because the usage has not been consistent at all, no matter who the quarterback has been. And Brandon Cooks really hasn't been that good from a fantasy standpoint in six weeks. No, I tend to agree. And then last time he had been really doing well was where Tyrod Taylor, you know, had been out for an extended period of time. They were able to kind of push the ball down the field a bit more. Now, you didn't really see that last week as he kind of pointed it out. I do know they love to run the ball when they have an opportunity to do so. But I don't think this is going to be a 10-3 to 3 game. I think the Jets and both Houston and Jets are both going to score a little bit in this game because both teams are so, uh, how's the best way to say it, atrocious on defense. Um, yeah. So I think that I know that Houston's, you know, kind of living off right now, getting the 10 turnovers in two games. I don't think that's a, a reflection of where they are as a team. I think it's more a reflection on they got lucky as hell that that kind of worked out for them. I don't think this team really turning a corner or getting better defensively. They still struggle versus backs out of the backfield. You still get the ball down the field on them. I know Zach Wilson's got a lot of people kind of hating on him right now because of how he started off the season. I think the Jets have kind of found themselves more so than just as a quarterback position. I think they found out kind of a more identity offensively. And therefore, I think that they're going to be able to kind of make Texans kind of be able to have score points. I do think Brandon Cooks is going to have a nice floor, but I do think the ceiling is there for him. I think this is one of those games he has a chance to kind of blow up. Definitely has a chance. Like I said, the matchup is there, but the usage just has not been as of late. Uh, we got a question coming in from uh, Dan on one of our social media platforms, and uh, this is more of a redraft question, so we can pivot to that real quick. He said, I picked up Burkhead. Was that a good waiver pickup, you think? Look, Burkhead is a is a must-need pickup. Like, if you don't have anybody else available to you, he got 18 carries last week. They've let go Philip Lindsay. I don't think Royce Freeman's going to be a factor. We know what the David Johnson role is within that offense. So if you want to just go on a guy who has volume and you know is not going to probably give you a zero, then yeah, Rex Burkhead is going to be out there. I'll give you, for instance, just to make you feel better, there is a league that I'm in where I, I had to pick him up because I need a running back with a pulse for week 13. Uh, but that's kind of where Rex Burkhead is. If you need a guy with a pulse... Sure. Otherwise, I don't want to if I can at all help it in any kind of capacity. But Chris, go ahead and continue on with your DFS lineup. Yeah, we we already kind of seen that Rex Burkhead showed Mark Ingram earlier in the season when he was a Texan. So I it's just nasty. Think whatever. The only the only thing I will say get... is at least Burkhead has a chance to catch the ball in this offense where they. But he hasn't. That's what's Ingram. ridiculously sad he, though. He has, he, a has he has a chance. But <laughs> again, I, it's not something I want to touch if I can at all help it, especially in 10, 12 man leagues. So the tight end position is somebody I do want to touch in my lineup this week. I'm excited by his price tag because I don't think it's going to stay this low for very long. Is Mr. Rob Gronkowski. I think that you've seen him return kind of back to prominence for this offense. He's one of the more targeted guys last week. Um, you look at the Colts defense, who's you know been terrible versus the tight end position this entire season. And secondary, you definitely can exploit. And versus a guy with Gronkowski, who obviously has a rapport with Tom Brady, and has been, you know, continued, as long as he's been healthy, has been one of the more effective guys you could have in your lineup, particularly at the tight end position. $4,400, I'm excited about having Gronk at that cheaper price. This is the third player that we have that's exactly the same. So that's three, Chris. Yeah, Robert Kowski at $4,400 makes a ton of sense here. Antonio Brown is going to be out. Mike Evans is banged up. He's actually still technically a game-time call, although we do think he's going to wind up playing. 
But Grobs due for a touchdown. He got his usage back last week. He had, he looked like himself. He looked pretty healthy. He made some nice catches out there. And again, this is a, a game in which I'm expecting it to be a borderline shootout. I think we're going to see a lot of points in this matchup. So Rob Gronkowski is a really great play, and he's really on the cheaper side of tight ends, too, when it comes down to it. So that's why I really love him as well. Speaking of tight ends, I do have a question coming in here from YouTube. Uh, Jonathan Cop, I'm hopefully I'm not butchering that too bad, but Jonathan here, he has, who do I trade Kelsey for? Uh, the simple answer is you do not trade Travis Kelsey at RB1? all. I mean, yeah, unless you're going to get Christian McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor back in return or maybe a Cooper Cup or something along that nature. I know Travis Kelsey hasn't been exactly the guy you wanted him to be when you drafted him in the first round, you know, the record-breaking setting tight end, I guess, every single week, but he's still giving you a tactical positional advantage clear cut he's still the tight end one and this Chiefs offense maybe coming out of the bye is able to continue on what they did against the Raiders and get this thing back on track that's still potential as well and he's still been performing as a tight end one even while the offense has been disappointing so it can only get better down the stretch so yeah unless you're getting a wide receiver one or an RB one you're not trading Travis Kelsey for anything there Jonathan all right Chris go ahead continue to your flex position so my, my flex position I'm going with my Tandem with uh, Matthew Stafford, people think, you know, automatically is going to be Cooper Cup. I'm going with Mr. Van Jefferson. I think this guy is about, I think this guy's due to have a big big game. I love the matchup versus Green Bay. We talked about before the show started that Kevin King will be out. Um, So I think he's going to be facing a a secondary that's definitely already depleted, will be further depleted. I think this game's going to involve some points being scored. I think Matthew Stafford's going to be looking for him. I know everybody's all excited about OBJ. I think the guy they're forgetting about is Van Jefferson. I expect him to kind of be utilized in both the big play opportunities, but kind of still afraid in that Robert Woods world more than I think Beckham will. So I put all those things together and then match up that I just, like I said, I think it's a high scoring game. I love Van Jefferson $4,900, not a bad value on top of it. No, not a bad value at all. I do like it as a sneaky little play too. It will be Van Jefferson as the wide receiver too. I think he's more likely to take over for Robert Woods the rest of the season, but it will be him as the wide receiver too, especially in this game. I do think, though, for the Rams, if you want them to score a bunch of points, which they could, I think you actually want Rodgers to be able to play in this matchup. And that is actually a little bit more of a game time call than we anticipated it being initially. So we'll keep you up to date on that on Don't social media. It's not COVID toe. It's, it's not, not COVID, COVID toe. toe. It's not COVID toe. We'll keep you up to date on that at social media, on social media, at Billy Up MDFF Show. And who's your defense, Chris? I am going from the very bottom of the barrel. And we talked about this a lot in the show, but it's been paying off as of late defenses. Don't do great, and some reason crappy defenses have been doing really well as of late. So I'm going to Jacksonville Jaguars, $2,200 versus Atlanta Falcons, the team who has given up the most points offensively to defenses this entire season DFS. So I'm excited to get my opportunity to steal some half of it coming as the Patriots last week. And Matt, yeah, well, that's probably a big part of it. Absolutely, (laughs) Matt Ryan has been giving up you know the ball pretty consistently. His offense can't score for crap, and you could definitely get sacks versus offensive line. Yeah, uh, I can't disagree with it. I love it. I love paying down for defenses when I get the opportunity to do so. And even with Cordell Patterson being back, I know they're usually a little bit of a better offense. But Jacksonville hasn't been too shabby defensively for the most part as of late, with the exception of the 49ers last week. Uh, yeah, it could be interesting. We've seen Josh Allen be able to get a bunch of snacks, sacks. They, they, they might be able to do it again. We'll have to see exactly what happens. But that's going to do it for Chris's lineup. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to run through my lineup and then we'll have Chaz Flaherty join the show and talk about our, our lock bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned. The MD's Fantasy Football Show will be back right after this. 
MD Nation, we want to welcome in a new sponsor of the show called Props Fantasy from PropsFantasy.com. Props Fantasy is a website and app which allows users to import their season-long fantasy teams to challenge other season-long fantasy teams. Their crucial difference is that you can challenge other teams that you are not playing in your league that week or aren't even in your league or not even on the same platform. The idea behind Props Fantasy is to let casual season-long fantasy players use the teams they already have to engage in daily fantasy-type contests for winnings. Users can wager anything from $1 up to $1,000 on a head-to-head challenge. Props Fantasy even harmonizes the scoring. If you are in a PPR league and your opponent is not, Props Fantasy will default to a half-point PPR or you can manually adjust it. They also handle things like standard lineup versus super flex. Their developers are fantasy football diehards and have thought of everything, including IDP. So if you think your season-long team is not just the best in your league, but the best in all leagues, this is your chance to find out and win money when you sign up for the Props Fantasy app today at PropsFantasy.com. So join in on the fun. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at BillyUpMDFF Show. And of course, always available to you on YouTube. Please subscribe. Check us out after the show on your favorite pod streaming app. So now what we're going to do real quick is go through my lineups. Your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dalhauer. Talk about our DraftKings lineup cards for the MD's DFS contest. That way you can win one free week of easy sports betting data and have your name be entered for the sweepstakes for the championship football from championshipfootballs.com, which this November, it's the last week. So next week we will announce the, uh, we'll announce the winner and we'll have uh, another great prize to be able to give away. And they'll kick things back off in December, right where we left them off. But Chris, let's go ahead and dive into this right off the bat. So first and foremost, we talked about we love to pay down for defenses. We love to pay down for tight ends. I love to pay down for quarterbacks. So I'm going to give Cam Newton for the second week in a row. He came through for me last week. I expect him to come through me, come through for me again at $5,600. And I'm going to say this, Chris. It is my birthday weekend. I have this lineup plugged everywhere. I expect to win $1.15 million. That's the goal this weekend. And Cam Newton's going to help get me there. I hope that happens and take me wherever that $1.5 million takes you. Um, no, I think that Cam Newton's one of the better plays this week. It was a guy that I tried to, I definitely have some other DFS lineups. You love the value of the price tag that comes with them. You saw him kind of using his legs last week. You know, a couple of weeks ago, the Dolphins defense has kind of gotten better, but you saw Lamar Jackson kind of struggle in the passing game, but still have great yards rushing. So you definitely can use your quarterback and be able to kind of get yards rushing from your quarterback position versus Dolphins defense. I think it's a good matchup. Yeah, opportunity for a nice floor and maybe some upside as well. So good play. And then, of course, we talked about I have Christian McCaffrey. And by the way, I'll just mention this real quick. This is a situation where I do think you can stack a quarterback and a running back. One, the entire offense in this situation revolves around these two. But a lot of the passing volume that Cam's going to have is going to go to Christian McCaffrey. So in this case, a running back quarterback stack does Work. I paid down the second running back position, though. I went with Dontrell Hillard at $4,600. Jerry McNichols is going to be out. They cut Adrian Peterson. So it's down to Hillard and Donta Foreman. 
keep in mind here that last week before they cut Adrian Peterson, Dar- uh, Darrell H- Hillard had just as many carries as Donald the Foreman did and was more efficient. Plus, he'll be the only back who gets to catch the ball. No A.J. Brown. They're going to have to move this ball somehow. I'm anticipating quite a bit of workload in the receiving game, especially for full-point PPR, but I think he might be getting close to 50-50 on the carries as well. So I love Doncho Hill at $4,600. Yeah, I think with one of the cheaper running backs you can get that has some kind of upside value for you, the cheapest pie one this week in, in DFS, I saw was Ty Johnson at $4,400. So you have a guy here that has a good floor, a guy that's playing versus Patriots defense that's been struggling versus backs out of the backfield the entire season. Now, the Patriots are pretty good against the run, but that doesn't hurt Hilliard, as you kind of pointed out, because he's the, the pass-catching guy. So regardless of how he's kind of involved, he has a nice floor. I think there's a chance for him to score a touchdown in this game. Whether or not the Patriots blow this team out or not, this guy's probably playing, you know, being involved pretty consistently. You saw Jarvis Johnson have a similar situation where Patriots blew Cleveland out, but Jarvis Johnson had a good game. Hilliard could be that kind of player for you. I love the value. I love the upside. Yeah, he's matchup proof. I wanted to get the number one running back and the number one receiver in my lineup. So give me Cooper Cup at $9,600 against the Green Bay Packers. I'm going for the jugular. I'm going for it all. The guy hasn't had less than nine targets in any given game so far this season. You love him kind of on the bye. You love him in this matchup. I love Cooper Cup all day. Yeah, I love Cooper Cup this week, too. And I was trying to do something very similar. I decided it was more important for me to get Matthew Stafford, the guy throwing him the ball, because I love his opportunity this week than it was for me to get Cooper Cup in the lineup. But I can't argue strongly with it. Cooper Cup's one of the best players in fantasy by far this entire season. One of the most consistent guys, a guy who can get you have a bad game and have like nine catches for 80, 90 yards. So that's where you're just excited about his opportunity and his upside. And when you're going to pay for a guy, this is the guy you pay for because he's money in the bank. We already talked about Michael Pittman and his value. I'm going to go with another wide receiver value here, $4,400. Give me LaVisca Chenault Jr. going up against the Atlanta Falcons. So you love the matchup right away. The big key difference, of course, with Jamal Agnew out for the rest of the season, what did we see last week? We saw Laquan Treadwell come out there. Not Tavon Austin, which is what I was worried about. It was Laquan Treadwell came out to play the other opposite side of Marvin Jones in this matchup. And therefore, LaVisca Chanel finally, finally, after weeks of pleading with Urban Meyer, finally got to play the slot position. And they're already coming out and saying he's going to get a few carries possibly this game. Whether he does or not, I think is irrelevant. What that means to me is that he is going to get the gadget role with the slot receiver volume that's been part of this offense combined together. That's what we were waiting for from a fantasy standpoint. Plus, he's way better than Jamal Agnew is after the catch so give me LaVisca Chanel at $4,400 yeah the days of seven catches 50 yards are back LaVisca Chanel is back <laughs> in the game he'll be catching that ball he'll get those four or five yards for you and he'll get seven or eight of those catches so yes you're I do think one. that his you're, you're hopeful but you haven't really seen that over the last two years but you do see that volume when he does oh, we get saw it last year oh he he broke plays last year but he hasn't had the opportunity this year that's the whole point of this he hasn't had like a huge any a huge yardage games. I guess is where I'm trying to get at. But yeah, I, I guess the, for you, you know, he has some he has a big touch play ability. But I think more, most of all, what you're banking on is the volume and being heavily involved with that price tag. We talked about Rob Gronkowski and my flex. It's Ty Johnson at forty three hundred dollars. He's a better play than Tevin Coleman is first and foremost. He's going to be the guy catching the football. But I also don't think Tevin Coleman makes it four quarters because I mean that's just not in his repertoire. <laughs> Yeah, and I also think Ty Johnson is a better player than Tyvon Coleman. I think that if you watch any kind of Jets game, you've seen that the entire season. Um, I'm with you. I talked about earlier one of the better values you could have the running back will probably the best value you could find this week 
before he went on ours was Ty Johnson, a, a team that suggests that the team that they're going to be able to attack the backfield, sorry, <clears throat> out of the backfield against this Houston defense. The team is very vanilla, has a lot of coverage zones. Uh, Ty Johnson, I expect to be the guy who's heavily involved. I know there's a lot of concern about Zach Wilson not checking the ball down, but I also don't think that he really had kind of same offense in place as I talked about earlier. I think Ty Johnson is going to be that guy who they utilize both in the running game and the passing game. Don't forget before Michael Carr kind of became more the alpha in that backfield, it was Ty Johnson who was also getting those red zone touchdowns. And if anything happens to Tim Coleman in this game, then it's entirely the Ty Johnson show. Which is almost a guarantee. Tevin Coleman's probably going to like breathe on himself and spring his ankle. (laughs) Talk about peanut brittle. Uh, At defense, I didn't quite go down as far as you did, but I did go close. I went with Houston here against the Jets. I can't believe this, Chris, but I had to look this up. Houston has the top turnover defense over the past two weeks. Now, a lot of that had to do with the Ryan Tannehill four interception game last week. But Zach Wilson, when he was playing, hasn't been much better. The Jets offense in general hasn't been much better. So I don't know about the point score. These are two terrible teams, so it might be a low-scoring game. But I'm going for turnovers that I think will happen, at least a couple of them for Houston. Maybe they take one back to the house. But I love them at $2,300. I don't think you can find a better value. Yeah, I mean, that's been the big um, drumbeat the entire week. People have been all excited about this Texas defense and the value. You talked about a team that has come off and has basically forced 10 turnovers over the last two games, which is elite level. The the big part of that, though, is they only cost three the entire rest of the year. So I'm really (laughs) interested to see is this more of a a team that they played somebody that kind of was turning the ball over the situation they ran into, or is this really this Texans defense becoming some kind of, you know, turnover opportunity causing defense? I know the assumption has been Zach Wilson is going to come back and turn the ball over again like he was at the beginning of the season. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I have a little bit more faith in Zach Wilson, hopefully, but I can't argue strongly until we actually see. And then for the price tag, you'd have to take that chance. The Jets can always help with everything. All right, what we're going to do now is take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll have Mr. Chaz Florida join the show, talk about our lock bets of the weekend, win you guys back some of that money you just spent on Black Friday shopping. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders and below the waist grooming, not to mention it includes their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws. Every in-laws dream. Gift your manscape or the man in your life who needs it. They'll join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY by going to manscaped.com. 
Think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find our lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and hair nose trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. That's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at Manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at Show, and always subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out after the show on your favorite pod streaming app. We're available everywhere. I'm your host, Dan Mater. Join here, Chris Dow. However, we just went over our DraftKings lineup cards for you guys. Hopefully, when you guys some money, get you set up for your tournaments. But most importantly, give you the edge in the MD's DFS contest where you can win one free week of eSports betting data, which allows you to bet eight different ways on every single game. And if you win, get your name eligible for the Monthly giveaway. This will be still November month for championship football from championshipfootballs.com. All things brought to you by this man, Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. Chaz, how are you doing today? Can you hear me okay? I can. As you know, I, uh, I suffer from AIS, audio issue syndrome. <laughs> like every you two sound weeks great today. So, every two weeks or so, it kicks in. It's ugly. <laughs> Well, a little wire loose to jiggle it around a little bit, man. But anyway, um, I'm doing good. I had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a, a great day as well. I, we did. You know what? I, I've never really uh, worked this weekend much in my life. Um, I've always been in jobs that it was off. Maybe earlier when I was in the restaurant business, you know, you don't see your families when you work in the restaurant business. I'm no. But um, but it was so it was nice. And I, I really. I didn't do much today uh, except prep for this show. This was like the extent of my work day. The MD's fantasy. Love it. <laughs> Love it. How'd you do on Thanksgiving? Well, I, I think the problem is I, I had too many eggnogs. And, <laughs> you know, eggnog is like food. It's like drinking food. If you're not an eggnog person, some people, it makes them sick. I love it. Oh, my yeah. God. And it was a spiced rum, which is a little lower in caloric. Uh, I mean, a little lower in in, uh, in booze. You know, seventy usually versus eighty. But they just put more in, so I've never understood why it's an issue. You know, and and the best part is, I didn't make one of them, not one of them. I was in That's a the chair. Best. I was in a chair, and I got people to make me drinks and bring me drinks. I'll take the best deal. You deserve yeah. it, Jazz. Well, it was good. It was good. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got to, you know, what an incredible. My, my family went out for a walk today. They went up to Del Mar. You know, we live like 12 minutes from Del Mar. Del Mar's pretty nice, if you don't know. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I said, go, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk. This is like <laughs> rivalry weekend. And it's really great because you get two days of it. And I, I do want to do give a shout out to the guys that are in Vegas. I just actually uh, let them know that I'm coming on your show at the bottom of the hour. And, uh, they they are in Vegas for this weekend. I am not going. However, I do have my plane ticket for the January AFC NFC weekends. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm never too old to not be counting my sleeps. At some point, I will count my sleeps. 
I love it. I love it. Chaz, you had a, uh, I believe, a five-team parlay on Thanksgiving. How close did you come to cashing that? Well, it, it actually, I didn't do as well as I had thought I did because I had, I had the, I, I went with every, I bet it, I bet it all, but I, I didn't, I didn't bet a lot of units. I was betting like a quarter unit on this stuff, but I, you know, I ended up, I made fifty-five bets yesterday, and I won twelve dollars. And most people would say, "Why even waste your time?" <laughs> handicapping and doing 55 bets to make $12. And I always remind them how much time would I spent playing golf if that was my hobby and how much money would I had when I came home? Yeah. Golf plus $12. Golf's expensive. No, I've never won money by playing golf. I tell the story all the time. I never won money playing golf. So, uh, but uh, so, so I, I did okay. I did okay. I kept cashing tickets and I did some crazy stuff. Like uh, in the middle of the day, or maybe it was the middle, uh, closer to the end of the day, whenever that uh, high scoring game, oh, it was a Buffalo game. The, yes. I, I said, you know what? I, I just got a feeling this has got a 30 to 40 ring to it, right? And of course, it was 33 33. And if they scored, it would have been 30. Raiders, Cowboys, yeah. And I, and, and, I, and I mentioned the eggnogs, correct? And I mentioned the spice yes. rum. So, so the story will make more sense if you don't forget the eggnog and the spice rum. <laughs> I forgot why I I said that because I bet 59 and a half and I forgot. <laughs> it was a pretty nice wager for me. It was it was like a half a unit. Well, the eggnog came through for you then. Live action. And then I forgot about it because it was a long game. Boy, that game went on forever. It did go on forever. I, I, my you show know, was actually a couple minutes late because I was waiting for that show to end. Hold on. Hold on. More importantly. There it is. The San Diego I State. An Aztec two-teamer. My football team came back to crush Boise for their first 11 and once uh, ever, 11 and one record ever, ever in history. That's a lot of wins in one year. And of course, uh, uh, Georgetown put a little run on. I actually kind of fell asleep at that point. That was, again, remember, eggnog and spice rum. They well, were, turkey they doesn't were, help either. Halftime. So I covered that. Then uh, Georgetown went on a run and got about to four, and, and I fell asleep. I woke up was like three hours later, so there's no way. So I went, I went through play by play, and what happened is that was it. They got to like four, and they never scored again. Literally, they scored like three points the rest of the game, and there was like nine minutes left. So the Aztecs uh, was nice. I, you know what? I don't bet with my heart. I bet them because I thought they were both the best teams. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Chaz, before we dive in the NFL game, do you have a lock bet for us for tomorrow so people can go to the sports books and, oh and type God. it in for tomorrow? Guys have looked at the schedule. It's just incredible. But there's not only one game really anybody wants to talk about. Nobody's going to talk about Georgia giving 35 or Houston giving 32. I like them both, by the way. Everybody wants to talk about the Ohio State-Michigan game. And and I'm not a big Harbaugh fan. I never have been. And I think eight points is uh, is not enough points. I think they're going to dominate. I agree. Okay. I agree. I think Ohio State minus the eight is a give me bet as well. All right. I, so let's the thing. It's awful low. Then I remember, okay, it's it's at their place. So that's for a few points. So it's really a double digit spread. That that makes me feel better. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's dive into the NFL. Uh, this is a game that Chris and I have been talking about off air uh, over the week. How much we love this game. It's the Tennessee Titans, the New England Patriots. So on paper, the Titans are going, they're limping in, right? They still have no Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown's getting ruled out for this game. No Julio Jones. They just came off of a really terrible loss against Houston. They have a bye week next week. But don't underestimate the fact that Mike Vrabel always gets his team up when they're the underdogs, 
always wants to take on New England Patriots, and these games are always close. This line right now is minus seven in favor of New England. It's going to be closer than that. I'm going to take Tennessee plus seven and call it a lock bet of the week. Chris, are you with me? I am with you, and I believe Chasmo has some stats on this or something, but I know that as of late, you know, they've been really good against um, – when they've been straight up as an underdog, the Tennessee Titans have been basically one of the teams that just keep beating everybody as the underdog late, as of late. So I am with you on that one. Well, yeah. If you look – if you look right now, today, November 26th, at that division, the AFC East, and, and you go back to August 31st, okay, when we were talking about that division – did you see the Patriots being the team to beat in that division? It's amazing. No. And, yeah. and, and it comes down to coaching. You know what they always say, right? Uh, a gimmick in the NFL lasts, what, about a season and a half. Whatever you pull up, something that's never been seen before, it lasts about a season and a half. And that's all it took Belichick, about a season and a half, <laughs> to get everything back. And uh, who would you rather? I mean, right now, they're playing better than Tampa Bay is. Their, their stats, Chris, their stats are phenomenal. But I will, I'll, I'll say this about Tennessee. On the road, they've been scoring points. They scored 24 and six straight. Um, but in their last four straight games, they've scored less every game. And, and that's a trend. That's a unique trend you don't hear about very often. I look at that. I look at ascending and descending numbers in both points uh, allowed and points scored overall. Not as much on the road because, again, six road games could take you back to next year. It's still it's only halfway through the season. But – in their last five second halves now, I like second halves. I don't know if you know that about me. I like second halves. And the other thing about it is, I believe, and I say this all the time, that's when games are won in the second half. In their last five second halves, they're coming off three straight shutouts. They've allowed 16 points in five second halves. Now, the reason we have the easy sports data is because it's just letters and numbers. There's no math involved. So 16 divided by five for you math-inclined people, as you know, is barely three points. But in their last three games in the second half, well, what happens at halftime that makes the second half so different is adjustments. You really can't adjust in the flow of the game because you go from offense to defense, and yeah, maybe your coordinator can get on the bench and you've seen them do their thing. But that halftime for good teams is, is just when they do what they do, and that's why we get a tail of two halves. So, so I got the over. All right, got the over. How about the overall under? You get the overall under at forty three and a half because it's a, it's a low over under. Yeah, I I I just really think it's going to be a real good football game. I think Tennessee's going to show up. Um, I don't. They were just I mean three weeks ago they were the best team in the league, and then they got I I, I went. They lost in. a lot of guys. I, mean, I that, went that, all in on them though. I thought they were still like they did. They did. Um, and so um, I, I just don't know if. That's just a lot of points for me. I would not be surprised if if you had a gun to my head, Chris, I'd bet New England, but I'm taking the over. I like it. I like it. Let's move into the Steelers-Cincinnati uh, game. We got an AFC North rival game here. It's in Cincinnati. They're minus three and a half heading into this matchup. Here's one. Th- the over-under set at 44 and a half, by the way. I will say this about the Steelers. They shocked the hell out of me last week when they scored 37 points. It wasn't something I thought Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers were capable of doing anymore at this point. So I thought that was a little bit interesting there. But they are going to get T.J. Watt back. They're going to get Joe Hayden back most likely. But when T.J. Watt plays, this defense is completely a different 
defense. So I don't know how high scoring of a game this is going to be. Here's the other thing I'll say to this. If I'm going to bet this game, I'm not going to call it a lock, but if I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to take the Steelers plus the three and a half because they still have that mental edge over the Cincinnati Bengals. And I got to see it before I can believe it, before I can give the Bengals the credits that maybe they deserve that they can actually knock off the Steelers and the Ravens when they play them on a consistent basis. So give me the Steelers plus a three and a half. The bigger brother beats down on the little brother or at least keeps it within a three and a half point spread. What about you, Chaz? Well, you know what? I know the Midwest for a while. I went to school there. It's not very far from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati, right? No, it's not. And, and part of the reason Pittsburgh scored all those points, remember, is the Chargers. We told you the Chargers give up everybody. If you show up, you get 27 points. That's how it works. It's kind of like a handicap. When you play <laughs> the Chargers, you get 27 points. Um, but they come. The towels travel. They travel. Yeah. And this is a big game. There are going to be times in that stadium. I would not be surprised if the Kansas, uh, the Cincinnati quarterback will have trouble hearing. That's a total possibility. Correct? Tomorrow? Correct. Yeah. It should 100%. never happen in a real NFL game. It should never happen. But, you know, I know people that have season tickets and they can sell two of them to pay for the whole season. And they get or the just all season. the Chargers games. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, uh, so uh, that, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I, I would say I, I agree with you. I, I might even. I might even say I don't want the points and use that ML thing, the money line. The money line, take the money line. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think that's one of the bets that I'm, I'm not super keen on either way, but I do think if you're going to go, I tend to agree with you. I think Pittsburgh should be the game, that, you know, bet on them as the guy that you expect to kind of still be the king until they're proven otherwise. I know Cleveland kind of, not Cleveland, I'm sorry, uh, Cincinnati had kind of had their monkey off their back versus the Ravens a couple of weeks ago, but then put that monkey right back on their backs again, playing the Jets and playing down to some of the competition. So I think Pittsburgh should be the team that if you're going to bet on this team, that's who I would go with. What about this game? Now, Chris, you and I were excited about this game from a fantasy standpoint because we kept saying we think it's going to be a sneaky over-under. And it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Annapolis Colts game. This over-under, Vegas seems to agree with us that's going to be a high-scoring game. 53.5 on the over-under. I think that's about right. I'm probably not going to bet that either way. But Tampa Bay is only minus three. Now, this isn't Indianapolis, but they're only minus three here against the Colts with the exception of Antonio Brown. They are completely healthy heading into this game. I love the way the Colts have been playing as of late. They just had a great game against Buffalo, but I think that's all the more reason why I'm not expecting it to go their way this week against Tampa Bay. I don't think it can do it two games in a row. I don't think Jonathan Taylor can run for five touchdowns two games in a row being the biggest factor. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus three in this matchup. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Well, I mean, there is some concern that Mike Evans is going to play. I think if Mike Evans is going to play, I'm with you on this bet. I don't I'm leaning more on the 50% side that he's going to play. <clears throat> because he's so I do think that's that. important. You know, this, this way my offense hasn't been quite humming quite the way it had been earlier in the season. They did kind of struggle with score points versus Washington. So I do see this Colts defense has been pretty, you know, solid overall as a, as a solid defense. But they've been living a lot off the turnovers and being able to stop the run. Two things don't really help you against Tampa Bay. So I do think Tom Brady can score some points. I do think the Colts have a good team, and I think that's where Vegas is kind of having a hard time evaluating how good are they versus, you know, what we've kind of seen as of late versus what they have kind of showed earlier in the year, where they actually sit. I think Tampa Bay is going to kind of, you know, give them a chance to kind of get out of this test. But overall, I think the Colts can hang around with this team. I do think Tampa Bay has more firepower and should be able to cover the three. What do you got for this game, Chaz? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, is this that Indianapolis Colts team? Yes, it is. One that I keep cashing tickets on every single week. You know, this week, their quarter one team total over was six and a half. That was like minus 130. And I looked and I said, you know what? They've scored more than seven points in every single first quarter in for two months. For two months. So, yeah, I like Indy. I, here's why I like Indy. There ain't no against the spread in the first half, but they're scoring 17 plus. Uh, and that's in the last four. So, you know. They're scoring. They're just, again, they're scoring early, and some teams are making adjustments. But that seven or more quarter one, if think about that. That's, 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 if you can get six and a half, you just wait. And they, they scored. It took them a minute and a half, I think, last week, right? Who they played last week? I don't remember. Hey, Buffalo. Yeah, like a minute and a half. That yeah. was an easy winner. I think they were getting seven, weren't they? Yeah. I, was they it, on the road. I think it was higher than that. On the road. They're allowing like two touchdowns in the second half. So, you know, that defense that they had last year isn't really showing up. They're one and six in those games. One and six against the spread in the games on the road. Tampa Bay, their last seven games. Um, yeah, Brady's struggled on the road this season. Yeah, yeah. Though they score points at home, though, don't they? Are easy winners at home. Yeah, but this game's in a dome. So he's not facing the cold weather. Uh, yeah, the the old man joints won't be as big of a factor. Outside, though. I don't think it has to do with the outside. The bottom line yeah. is the Colts really this year are getting no respect. They really no, are. No, that's because, true. Because, and if you look at how they lost and when they lost and who they lost to, but from a from a team total perspective, they should have a statue built for them in Vegas. The team total statue should have the Colts picture on it. I love it. I love it. What about the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants? Giants are a mess. They just fired Jason Garrett, so we have to wait and see how their offense is going to adjust to this. The Eagles come in here, they're road favorites at minus four. Minus four. So Vegas really believes the Eagles are going to win this game. Over under set at 45 here. The Eagles are the better team right now. They have the identity on offense. Things are gelling, not just offensively, though, but defensively. Defensively, they're playing more downhill. Do the, I think the question comes down to do the Giants rally with Jason Garrett out of the picture. Or is this the beginning of this team just completely imploding? Keep in mind, no Kadarius Tony, no Sterling Shepard heading into this matchup. I'm going to take the Eagles minus four. I'm just going to take the better team in this matchup. The line is close enough for me that I do think they'll score. This will be a more than a field goal win for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't believe in Daniel Jones, especially the way he's been playing as of late against this particular defense. By the way, Darius Slay will be playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So Kenny, Kenny Galladay automatically out of the picture in this one. So I don't know how much firepower the, the Giants actually have heading into this matchup. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus four in this one. What about you, Chris? This is a game I'm just going to stay away from in general. I look at the Eagles as a team that have been hot as of late. I want to, I, I have to actually see it, you know, kind of sting in a sense. Why well, the Giants, Giants offense hasn't really, you know, been lightening up the world in the fire and any kind of such the means. I do think it's better than Detroit's offense. I do think it's better than Norwood's offense. And the only other game I saw the Eagles play recently that they've been you know, kind of streak is versus the Chargers. Chargers, you know, were able to move the ball. 
and you know, still Eagles were able to kind of outscore them in a sense. But I think this is a game where I'm going to kind of see where both these teams really stand. Do you think Giants may give a slight boost? I think they're as bad as they played versus last week because they have been kind of, you know, turning the corner in some ways. So last week's game debacle. And the Eagles are a team where I still think – I think this team can compete for the playoffs, but I also think this team can lose to anybody at any week. So I'm not really excited about them either, and that's why I'm going to avoid the game. What about you, Chaz? Yeah, you know the why the, – we talk about the why all the time. You know, why are you picking that guy as your tight end? You know, because something of that team or something against the team they're playing. You know, and it's the same thing with the Giants. We've talked about the Giants now – on their road record and their home record, but that's kind of bounced out a little bit. But one thing that hasn't is they're under when they're at home in the last nine games is eight Oh and one. And one of the reasons why is they don't score. They don't score. Yeah. And I don't think they're a score in this game either. That's why I think the Eagles are going to cover uh, real quick. Then that's the other thing. Uh, when, when you look at the data, it's just data. It's just numbers. And some of these trends happen for long times and some don't happen, but the other thing is you don't have to look at it because it might tell you a story, and that's exactly the story. If one team's not scoring, why would you not bet the Eagles? Right, exactly. Uh, here's a game that I'm really excited about to bet because I want to throw this in a parlay in, in the worst one. I might throw it in our three-team parlay today. But the Carolina Panthers minus two over the Miami Dolphins. This game is in Miami. The over-under set an abysmal... <laughs> <laughs> an abysmal 41 and a half. You could have that one because I have more to, to come. Uh, but I love Carolina minus two in this game. They are going to win this game outright. There's no doubt about it in my mind. And a minus two line, I mean, you're pretty much saying it's a pick them essentially at that point, I think. Chris, where are you at? I want to be 100% with you. I, I think I'm the curse of death for Carolina. I thought they were going to be able to knock off Washington with no problem. They lost that game. Earlier in the season, I liked them against um, – I can't remember who it was. But they had another game where I thought they were going to come out and dominate, and they struggled. So I've been kind of the kiss of death for Carolina. So I agree with you, but I probably don't want to say yes because I don't want them to lose. Good, Chaz. Yeah, that's going to be my pick if you're going to let me take it. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you take it. He's and all over Carolina, too. Chris, what you were doing, Chris, was you were picking them when they were at home. They're 11-1 against the spread on the road the last one. <laughs> More That's the key. Last year. And they're allowing the defense is allowing less every road game than the, the one before four straight games. Now, you know, again, some of that has to do with the other team, but some of it has to do with that team. A lot of it. Does. It definitely helps us. Sam Darnold's not the quarterback and the Giants team was the one I was trying to think of. The other one I thought they would definitely cover and do well. And then the Giants were able to pull that game off. It's kind of funny. Well, we have a question coming in, actually, and it's about fantasy real quick. So Chris and I will, will jump on the horn here. Marcos Valdez, he's asking in a half-point PPR. He needs one player for his flex. He's got T. Higgins. He's got A.J. Dillon, Cordell Patterson, Devonta Freeman, or Brandon Ayuk. A lot of good players are to consider in that flex position. Um, for me... It's going to come down to one thing. Does Aaron Jones play or does he not play? If Aaron Jones plays then I think you're going Cordell Patterson here. If he does not play, then you're definitely going A.J. Dillon. What about you, Chris? I'm, mine's a little bit different. Is Aaron Rodgers playing? If Aaron Rodgers is playing, then I'm playing A.J. Dillon. If Aaron Rodgers is not playing, then I'm playing Cordell Patterson as well. Okay, well, there you go. Marcos, take that as you will. Let's keep this thing going on the betting side of things, though. 
Uh, Houston and the Jets. Believe it or not, I want to bet this game too. I can't believe it, but I do. Uh, I got to make this game interesting somehow. Minus two and a half. I'm taking Houston to cover at home. I think the Jets are the worst team in the league. I think they're worse than Detroit. I know Detroit doesn't have a win yet, but at least their games are close. When the Jets lose, it's ugly. And I think Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans are actually more than three points better uh, than the New York Jets here. So give me the Texans at minus two and a half. I'll go. Go ahead. He beat me last week, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. He looked good doing it. (laughs) Definitely definitely had a spring in his step, and so did they. What about you, Chris? No, I actually the Jets in this game. I I disagree with you. I think that the Jets are are It's that Zach Wilson blinders coming on. Zach Wilson blinders. (laughs) Um, I just think that this Houston team kind of had the Super Bowl last week, and that was what you're going to get out of this team. And I think they kind of are going to crash back to reality. I think Jets are going to win the game. All right, let's take out these 4 o'clock games rapid fire so we can talk a little bit more about the primetime matchups. So Chargers-Denver, minus 2.5 in favor of the Chargers on the road. The over-under set at 48. I'm taking Denver plus 2.5. I don't think the Chargers are any good against Denver, especially in Denver, and they've been a very Jekyll and high team to begin with. Chaz, what about you? Yeah, they still allow 27 a game, the Chargers. Same Chargers. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with you on that one. I think the Chargers are going to be in that game, so I'm not picking them. Okay, so he's ta- you're you're taking the Chargers then? I wouldn't pick anybody in this game. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't bet on this game. Minus two and a half. That's basically that's basically a pick'em. You're basically saying who's going to win. Yeah, that's why I wouldn't play. I wouldn't do it. Okay, no contest. Uh, next up, 49ers. I'll bet on 27 though. So that, that I know, like yeah, Chaz taught that, me. That's fine. Watch, I'll bet on the over under during the game in second halves. That, that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, the 49ers, Minnesota Vikings, 49ers at home, minus three in this game. The over-under set at 49 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I don't think this game is going to be as high scoring as everybody's anticipating it to be. Uh, but as far as the winner in this game, I'm going to say no contest. I could Both these teams are very evenly matched, in my opinion. The Vikings are better on the road. The 49ers stink at home, but both teams are pretty evenly matched for me. So I'm just going to take the under, not worry about who's going to win or lose. Chaz, where are you at here? Yeah, well, you know what? Minnesota's better uh, from a betting standpoint. They're better than good on the road. They're really good on the road. And and if I was betting that game, and I may, but it won't be my pick, but it would be Minnesota. Because remember, we still have memories of uh, San Francisco at home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they beat the Rams. Not great. That's great. But other than that, really hasn't been good. I will say this. If you want to bet Minnesota plus three, it's even money. So it is a nice bet to be able to make there. Chris, what about you? Yeah, I'm kind of with Chaz on this one where I think the 49ers as of late seem the hotter, like the hotter team, but we seem to forget that, you know, that this Minnesota team has been really good on the on the road this entire season. And this 49ers team has been terrible at home for the last two seasons. So I don't know if that necessarily goes out the window. And the Vikings should be able to win this game. And last four o'clock game, the Rams and the Packers, the game of the week. The Rams are minus two favorites in Lambeau. I can't remember the last time I seen a team actually be favored going into Lambeau. The over-under set at 47. Now, some of this, we kind of pointed out when we talked about that fantasy question, we got to see, make sure Rodgers actually plays in this game. Maybe Aaron Jones is active. Maybe he's not, uh, but more so about Aaron Rodgers. Let's assume that he is. That's what Vegas is assuming with this betting line as it stands here. I can't take an away team against the Packers in Lambeau when the Packers are playing this good. So give me the Packers plus two. If you want to say it, give me the Packers 
and the money line in this matchup. I can't, I can't bet against them when they're at home. What about you, Chaz? Yeah, and their last seven straight games, home and away, they're seven and zero in the second half against the spread. I like, uh, I like uh, teams that win in the second half. <laughs> Chris, I actually like the Rams in this game. I think they get back on track, and I think they're going to steal one in Green Bay. Here we go. All right, so let's get into the Sunday night game. We got Sunday night. Divisional rival, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson's back, Marquise Brown is back, so we don't have to deal with any of that crap. And Kareem Hunt is going to be back for the Cleveland Browns as well, along with Jack Conklin, the right tackle. So everyone coming back for this particular game, this particular AFC matchup, it's in Baltimore. The public's betting Baltimore. Why? This line was at minus three. It's now at minus four. So that makes me, usually when you've got the public betting on one side pretty heavily, I tend to want to go the other way. However, Baker Mayfield sucks. So I'm going to take Baltimore at home, minus four. Chris, how about you? I can't argue that logic. I go with better <laughs> quarterback and I go with the Ravens. Chaz? Uh, the other thing you got going for you is that the Ravens play better on the road. They score more points on the road. They're home. They're home. The Ravens are home. They're they're at Baltimore. They're at Baltimore. Right. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, if it's any consolation, it was like one of the last two games that I was running out of room on my uh, <laughs> note. I made up a note sheet for you guys. I always do. Yeah, that works. I, um, you know, I, I I like Baltimore team total over in that game. Okay, I like that too. Uh, how about the Monday game? The Monday game is ba- it was a pickem. It's actually now moved to a one point line. Seattle, Washington, Seattle going from west to east coast, and it's minus one in favor of Washington at home coming off that win against Carolina. The over-under set at 47. I know Seattle has looked as bad as they could possibly look. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But I'm going to take them in this game. I'm going to take them on the money line. Seattle's going to win this. I, I can't. They are not this bad. Russell Wilson is not this bad. They have too much talent. Washington is not actually good. Okay, I think they had a little bit of emotional victory last week against Cam Newton. Give me Seattle plus the one. Give me Seattle on the money line. What about you, Chris? Let me just give you my money lock of the week. Seattle is going to beat Washington football team this week in Washington. There we go. There we go. How about you, Chaz? What do you see in this matchup? Well, I I do know that in the first half, uh, in in. 12 of their last 13 first half. So this is going into last year now. Uh, Washington gives up double digits. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaning uh, not only will I be on Seattle, but I would take Seattle's points, and I will take the team total over for at least the first half. Okay. All right. Guys, you want to jump into our three-team parlay? Yeah, one of, one of the real quick things I want to say is, is don't, don't be afraid to realize you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong sometimes. Whatever the reason is, no, why, never why, not on this show. <laughs> yeah, it, it so that second half is really an important way to to to, to take the sting out of it. There's so many times when you had your bet a team a team yeah, and and sometimes you see a different thing and you go a different way than you like. I mean, you bet the side, and all of a sudden you're on the second half team total under because you're seeing what you're seeing. Just don't be afraid to just don't bet your bets and then watch a game and not be live or do something. Be live or halftime. Do something else because more times than not, you'll you'll be a smarter better. I agree. I agree with that full heartedly. 
Chaz, you want the Carolina minus two for your parlay? One, uh, 11 and one on the road against the spread. Uh, you're going to get my money every time. Chris, is a Seattle game your lock? That is my money lock of the week. Mine is going to be the Tennessee Titans plus seven against the New England Patriots. So that's going to be our three-team parlay. Tennessee Titans plus seven, Seattle plus one, and the Carolina Panthers minus two. That's the MD's Fantasy Football Show lock bet. Let's hit this one this week, guys. Just well, before you know, we've my lost, birthday. The, we've lost recently with all three of those teams. So at some point, they're going to become dead to me. <laughs> Or at some point, they got to pull it out and win, right? Hopefully, that'll be this week. Guys, make sure you check our show out on your favorite pod streaming app after the show will be available to you. And make sure you're checking out the MD's DFS contest. Again, all you got to do is hit the link. It's in the comments of wherever you're watching this now on social media at Show and or on YouTube. We will promote it out again throughout the weekend. So make sure you jump in. It's a completely free contest. If you win, you win one free week. The Easy Sports Betting Data, where you can bet on every single game in eight different ways, all the data you could possibly need to make an investment, not a gamble, but an investment in this uh, NFL weekly tournament. And Get your name to be eligible for a championship football from championshipfootballs.com. All very exciting stuff. I'm your host, Dan Mater, with Chris Dowhauer and Chaz, as you always like to say. Always be cashing. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.